Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Called here on WMR.FM. It's the 29th of September, 2022. This is uh, Jim Hedger from Always Media, Dave Davies from Weights and Biases. And um, we're reco- actually we're recording to a new uh, WMR.FM. If anyone's gone to the website recently or tried to find any of the old shows on uh, any uh, run of the mill search engine like Google Bing or, or something else, um, you'll have noticed that uh, the shows have changed uh, uh, or the, 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 the environment's changed kind of dramatically and in a way that's kind of indicative of the content environment that's out there now and how people are, um, you know, the consuming podcasts and, and, and relating to the content. Um, WMR is uh, WMR is adopting more of a Netflix streaming style um, in the way it presents content than um, a coherent network the way that it had presented content uh, before. Uh, you remember you remember the early days Webmaster Radio when we were like a radio station. Yeah. Um, people listened to us on the on on we were on the air because we were doing live casts on the web. Um, and uh, 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 we were at the conferences as Webmaster Radio. We had the, the booth with the um, stacks of loudspeakers on either side. And all of that crazy stuff was a insane, incredible, incredibly fun, but unfortunately kind of bygone era. Um, the uh, conference circuit may come back again, and such shenanigans may happen again, but they aren't <laughs> happening right now, and they haven't for a couple of, for a few years. Um, so uh, the way the content's being presented has changed. There is a uh, 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 well, you have to, you're going to be asked to register to, uh, to to see content in some cases for some of the really, really, really old archive content. And stuff you can't get, absolutely can't get anywhere else. Um, that's become premium content. I'm talking to stuff like like uh, Jeremy Shoemaker's uh, Shoe Money Show, <laughs> um, Greg Nyland's uh, Good Karma, um, you know shows shows from back in the earliest days of the of the the the, the search marketing industry. Um, Strike Point from the from the guys in Europe and Webmasters on the Roof, stuff like that. Um, Webcology and SEO 101, um, and a few other uh, uh, current shows that you know are creating new content. Um, they and their archives are, are, are in the free section. 
but register at WMR.FM um, and get access to huge, huge swaths of like um, content that honestly doesn't exist anywhere else on the web, but did exist in this carnival environment that we created at the early part of the, uh, the century. <laughs> Man, that was fun. That was fun. You could go back again. Like, seriously, if you could go back to like, 2000 2006 2010 would you would you go back to that lifestyle uh for a day for yeah, a couple <laughs> of days sure <laughs> the thing about those days is we were constantly traveling um yeah. I, I don't know about you david i used to i used to play the game of adding up all the travel time and figuring out how much time of my life I'd spent in an airplane in it or in travel, like in an airplane, in a cab or in transit in any given year. One year, it turned out to be two and a half weeks all totaled together. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, that That wasn't being at the hotel or anything. That was just being in transit, just getting somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I was, oh, I know. I, I remember conferences where it's like, all right, I, I'm not even, I guess I'm not going home between them. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, you have like three different, three different conferences, um, over four different weeks in three different cities, all of them in the Southern part of the States. Um, yeah. what's the point of flying home again? Exactly. Uh, so, uh, but again, those, that's sort of over. Now you do three or four conferences in an afternoon in your living room. Um, recording your sessions for each of them. They're, they're like happening a month in advance, you know. Um, okay, so that was the uh, the new w- WMR network, um, Netflix style. Please, again, please register and then check out some of the content there. Barry, uh, Barry Schwartz, who uh, uh, continues to publish articles at a Herculean crazy rate, tweeted a... Uh, a really cool tweet today. He also has a YouTube channel, which you might or might not have guessed this, but he's playing with YouTube too. Um, <laughs> he says he's 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 sitting in around fourteen thousand seven hundred. Last time I looked, if he hits twenty thousand YouTube subscribers by the end of October, so not by the end of uh, September, by the end of October. Um, this is over at uh, youtube.com slash user slash Rusty Brick. He's going to donate 5000 to the Ukraine charity of, uh, of Anton Shuki. Whatever, whatever Anton wants, um, uh, Barry's going to donate to it. So five grand to, uh, to, uh, to an incredibly good cause. If you, if, uh, you become a subscriber and um, 6,000 of your closest friends become subscribers at, uh, at Barry's channel. It was funny because I, I read that and I'm like, oh, I'll go and give him one. Oh, no, too late. <laughs> Sorry, no. Barry. I'm already in there, so I can't add to your numbers. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's great. It's it's like a, a, a nice one. I'm sure it's like technically it probably just rides that line on guidelines. <laughs> but, uh, I think uh, Google would overlook this one. I, mean, I, I think a, they would too. It's Barry and B, it's a donation to Ukraine. Either way, yeah. it's going to probably overlook this one. Yeah. Okay, so um, where to go first? You know what? It's the core update and the product review updates uh, both apparently stopped running on Monday. They finished their rollouts. 
And now's the time to panic. I mean, if you're going to jump off a building, now today's the time to do it. No, I mean, uh, now's the time you're, you you might see uh, uh, volatility or change um, in, uh, in in rankings. You're certainly going to see an uptick in crawl stats if um, if Google's interested in your website and reevaluating your site. Um, but uh, if you don't see anything, you're fine. You did great. If you do do so, did did see something, um, it may take a new rollout of the of the next iteration of uh, a review algorithm for Google to unclog whatever's clogged in, in, in how it's looking at you. Yeah, but, well, it's something that I, I think is is you know my two bit opinion on something too for for folks because I always wait for the other shoe to drop. Right. And then I read core, right? Like core update. Okay. So like now we're talking about like building block kind of, kind of update and stuff. Why? Like anytime you do a core update, at least in my mind, when I, when I envision Google doing a core update, it's because they need to build something in. It's not like the product review update or something where it's an algorithm built for a purpose. It's like, no, this is like the, the, the sort of building block kind of kind of algorithm. That means they need to do something that they can't right now, right? Like caffeine, we're speeding things up, right? Like things like that, where, where these are like rudimentary things to accomplish a, a bigger picture um, sort of task. I often, after I see like when I'm, I'm seeing, okay, it's done. And it's like, all right, now, if you built this core update to allow you to add in new algorithmic capabilities, like, oh, we couldn't do this thing when, when people, we couldn't assess entities in this way, we couldn't, whatever it might be that they were trying to accomplish. It may be that this is, was designed to allow them to actually bolt in additional algorithms that they weren't able to. It might just be now things are faster. Like who knows what it, what, you know, now yeah. our internal networks work better or whatever. So um, I do wonder, is there a shoe, another shoe about to drop? Was this to do something to introduce new algorithms? Um, and all of a sudden um, we're going to see more shakeups as additional algorithmic updates roll out that we're building on this core update. Who knows? I, I, I'm, I'm Oh, interested. I'm not, I'm 90% absolutely. Yes. And, and here's why. Um, how to say this? Google is uh, uh, changing, completely changing the way it evaluates websites. Um, we still, and I think we have um, our feet in sort of um, in, on both horizons right now. Um, links are still radically important. Links are everything. So the, the weight of links, citation of links, how energy flows between uh, links and the way Google evaluates one page and uses it as a positive or neutral reference point to another page all of that is still incredibly important mm -hmm. um it's 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 the core of how google ranks websites but there's a whole bunch of other information google wants to be able to distribute that is either credible or not credible with or without links don't worry about link evaluation it's going to happen on a certain day at a certain time, and the ticket price is X dollars per unit. Um, that 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 concert is going to that dance or concert or or event is going to happen on that day. Um, you don't need a whole bunch of links to confirm that. <laughs> um, you need schema to draw that information out. 
you need machine learning to um, really quickly evaluate stuff it saw elsewhere. Not necessarily links coming to a page, but just information that Google understands to be true. So three websites are talking about the um, ABC festival in Sausalito. Um, so Google knows there's definitely a festival in Sausalito. It's got all that information. What it needs to know now is from the organizers, how many tickets are there and how do people get there? And all that information can be fed to it via schema. Does it need links or it can be fed to an HTML page? So Google's moving away from strictly having links and is now into machine learning and, and, and understanding what people mean through similes and, and, and synonyms and um, regional idioms and stuff. And I think um, it's drawing all that machine learning and schema information together. And this is where like product review and the types of uh, types of uh, algo updates it's been doing recently come into play they've all been around the types the way google processes user generated information product reviews over and over this is like the fifth product review update in a month or i'm sorry in, in the last few months um so i'm pretty sure that the core update is all about integrating um google's understanding of information including um like user generated information based on what tons of other people are saying not necessarily based on links I'm sorry, Jim, are you suggesting that uh, user uh, signals are, are used as a ranking? <laughs> not, um, well, yes and no, not as a direct um, correlation, um, like X number of clicks equals a increase in rankings. Um, but as a Google, Google sees that so many other websites and so many other writers are saying, this is happening. This is an event. This is a, um, an analysis. Um, this is how rust oxidizes, um, stuff like that. And it, and it confirms, um, ideas to be true through things that it's learned, not because a bunch of people, um, link to a document. And that's the change I think Google's trying to figure out. And much of that is based on information feeds to it, um, schema. Mm -hmm. So no, it's yeah. not. It's not like um, uh, 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 it's not like what you said, man. It's not that guy at all. <laughs> um, I think it's I think it's Google maturing into a new way of understanding its own index. Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen the the sort of writing on and folks, this is not to say don't, you know, that links aren't important. No, like, links are important. Like, <laughs> um, but I, I think you're right. They are becoming one signal among many that helps determine authority, right? And we've we've seen that sort of like moving over time. Whereas like in like 98, 99, that was it. Vote mm -hmm. links were votes, the most votes won, right? Like was kind of what a boiled down to and then over you know 20 odd years it's just been been sort of refining on that to try and add in more authoritative signals really like just quality of the content the entities on the page other references around the web right like all of that sort of stuff um so i i think you're you're spot on i was hoping to catch you saying that user Behavior Ooh. impacts rankings, but well, it you know. does. But it, 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 user behavior impacts rankings the same way that search quality raters following the search quality rater guidelines impact rankings by you know informing Google that 
um, people think this about the way the rankings are set up. Um, not, you know what I mean? And I think that's what user clicks prove. User clicks prove that users think the SERPs look like you, users feel about the search results. You know, you can base that, that, that's why Google's interested in user behavior. Um, I think they, I think they're tangentially interested in site health and stuff like that based on user behaviors and that site health gives them a, a, a indication of whether they should or shouldn't reference this website in relation to a query. Um, but that's I mean you can't you can't figure that out by trying to de uh, follow the algorithm backwards to figure out how Google does that. You just got to make quality product. Well, indeed. And you know what? Google said that a, a bunch of times. And I, I, it was John Mueller, who I, I think had mentioned it last. And we'll be talking about him later in the show as well, because it's a show on SEO. So He's got to check John his Mueller, blood pressure, but... man. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very true. Uh, but I remember him mentioning that they don't use it to assess your site. They use it to assess the quality of their algorithm, right? Like the, these, these user might, just like you yeah. or I would. We look in our, our analytics and go, how are people behaving on my site on different sections and different types of content that sort of thing right like that's they're, they're basically using it the same i found it sort of funny tongue-in-cheek where i'm like oh, okay so you're not going to affect my site if it behaves poorly you're just going to change the algorithm so it's going to omit sites like mine <laughs> like so it, it still hurts um but I, I think it is a very very important difference to your point like I, I think to what you were getting at where if you just produce something good um then naturally the algorithm will favor that now having said that i do feel a bit like yes but there are ways you know, there's there's more at play than just like build good content it'll rank great um you know there, there's of, obviously a lot of like technical and link-based stuff that, oh, that still but there's a lot of you know what if you build a really 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 good structure you've probably got a house that's gonna last for a very long time now i, I could say that all day long that doesn't mean i know how to build a really good structure there's a lot of tools involved in building a really good structure and a lot of math involved. You know, a lot of way things are done that most people don't know. That's why most people don't build their own houses. Right. Um, similarly, um, yeah, indeed. And when I say build a good product, indeed, um, there's a there's a good amount of research involved. Yeah. But that's part of making a good product. Well, indeed. And well, I mean, something that you, you touched on there, and I think like understanding your role is great, right? Like I work with very talented developers. My job is not to be able to go to them and go, here's the code to deploy to make the site better. My job is to go to them and go, here's a problem. Here's how I can tell it's a problem. You know, maybe here's a link to like somebody's solution that might help you out, but maybe not. But more importantly, here's how I'm going to know when that problem is fixed. Right, like a clear, like when I run this crawl and this happens, I know it's fixed or, or you know, or when I look at the cache, I know that this is what it's now seeing. That's my job. My job isn't to know code <laughs> like it's at, at that level. Right. So. Um, so, yeah, I think you were touching on that. Like you might not know how to fix it, but you know how to identify it and you know how to tell when it's fixed. Indeed, so, no, but a, and a quick note to the developers about exactly what Dave just said. Look, we know that you're rolling your eyes on a lot of this stuff that you already knew, that you already scheduled the fix. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still our job to point it out. So tick it off the box. Just, you know, you know, that's just how yeah. it is. Uh, but but it is. just to just just to reach across the aisle and shake hands a little bit. We know. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
I yeah. wrote seriously. I got, I got a couple of developers who are who are literally rolling their eyes today at me because of a bunch of recommendations I made that I've been making for the last few weeks. It's my job to make these damn recommendations because I can pay for these damn audits. Um, that's how it goes. Yeah, well, you know what? If nothing else, like they can rest assured that now the business owner or the person that is judging things understands that that thing they already had on their list to tackle oh. is right. It is confirmed that it was important to do. So if nothing else, the developers can just take that as like a, see, we told you. <laughs> so Me looking goofy makes you look like a superstar, man. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So we said we we're going to mention John Mueller. Yeah. And um, honestly, goodness, I think, like, I, I, I don't know if he needs to have his, his blood pressure taken or anything. But he, you know, it's all at our age. It's it's always a good idea, John. Um, seriously, because uh, he gets asked a bunch of questions that um, are you know either very silly or very hard to answer. Um, and no matter what, everybody you know everybody who's interested sits on everything he says. He's like he's like the chair of the Fed when it comes to making pronouncements, right? <laughs> Okay, so I don't know which one to go with. Um, God damn it, don't change your URLs for SEO reasons, god damn it. Or, um, honey, if you don't know, you're in Vegas. I don't know which one. So, okay, so remember those magic days when we were all traveling and we were on the road like all the time and you were exhausted and half the time you didn't even know what city you were in? Yeah. I literally, we pulled into Las Vegas and went straight from the airport to a uh, hotel diner and um i forget we'd done uh two conferences in uh the last two weeks and just completely completely beat this was our last one before we were going back to florida and uh i sort of was half awake half asleep in the uh in the hotel diner like this um old style uh greasy spoon diner in a really fancy las vegas hotel and um, I half, honest to God, half woke up and said to the waitress or people at the table who were with me, Darren and Brandy and maybe Brasco and whoever else, and you know, asked where we were. And the waitress, chewing gum, sort of spat back at me, honey, if you don't know, you're in Vegas. Um, <laughs> and that's the tone I got from a response John Mueller made about um, content. And if you don't know your content's expertly written, it's probably not. So that's an interesting statement, an interesting comment. Um, I think a lot of people are confused about what expertise means when it comes to developing content. For instance, if you're writing about weather, do you need to be um, a, a, a weather person? Do you need to um, be a meteorologist? Do you need to have gone to university and have, a, have um, letters after your name? You need to have a basic BA if you're writing about the weather. If you're writing about farming, do you need to be an agriculturalist? Um, do you need to have been a farmer to competently write about farming and agriculture? What's the what's the what's the test of expertise or of experts to Google? Um, and it might may not be what most people think it is. Um, the test for expertise in Google's eyes is the ability to research and ferret out information and present it back in an ordered way. 
not that you are the preeminent expert in in whatever field they don't and, really know about indeed. that well and, and and a great a great example i was chatting with with one of the the authors um like that that works for our company um and i was chatting with him this morning and, and he's writing a, a whole series it's on reinforcement learning but the reason that he's writing that series is that he's learning it right now and so as he's learning something he's writing a piece on it is he the most knowledgeable person in the entire company on machine learning no is he the most qualified to go here's all the questions that i had as a beginner into this field like he's he's mm -hmm. great at machine learning he's just learning a new field of it or, or like sort of refining a, a different area of it and so now he's writing a series on that is he the most qualified to go if i want to learn this and i have just learned it is that a does that make me qualified to come up with the tutorial for people to introduce them to the concept? Absolutely. So he's not the most knowledgeable necessarily in the company on machine learning as a whole, doesn't have that expertise, but he's the most qualified to be writing a series introducing be, like sort of beginner level people to a, to a concept that he's learning right now. Um, mm -hmm. so, and it all comes yeah, down it, to- It's interesting. It all comes down to what and how he presents that information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, very much. And thankfully, he is a very good teacher. <laughs> so, uh, so so that part will work well. And he does exactly to the point here. He does a monster amount of research. Uh, but it's because he's trying to learn it for himself. So he does a monster amount of research. And he's just, you know, going, well, why don't I like write about it too? Uh, probably very similar to you or I do, right? Like I'll read a white paper or patent. And it's like, well, guess I might as well write an article on it now. <laughs> I think... I've, I've just I, gone to all the hard work. I have plenty of content that I've written on plenty of different subjects that I am not, have never gone to school for. Right. Um, that is ranking right now on um, a search engine near you. Um, yeah, I think, and it's, it's and then again, it's, 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 it's about the way the information is presented and getting the user the search user to the information they're looking for. Um, I'm not saying write to queries, write to keywords or anything like that, write to the subject. And if the subject is interesting to sufficient number of people, you'll have high search traffic if it's well-written. You know, an example that they had, I don't know if it's in the latest set, because I've only sort of read the, the change logs on it, but that they did have and probably still do um, in the quality rater guidelines. And I, I thought it was a great one, although I'm going to expand on Bit, but is if you were having a like a, a piece you were your 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 partner or spouse um was dealing with the fact that that you had cancer right and and, and they were you know looking for for some assistance is you know and, and and looking for some like tips and advice on like how do i deal with this what's the sort of like mental things would the piece be best written by somebody with 15 years of, of medical experience they are a doctor they've dealt with you know a bunch of people and treatments and stuff like that is that the most qualified person or is it a counselor who might have five years of like schooling under their belt, but they've counseled a bunch of people like that. Or is it somebody who actually was the spouse taking somebody through treatment and, and, and sort of chronicling their experience? I would argue it's probably one of the last two um, mm -hmm. where you would find the most. So just to, to illustrate again, even in their guidelines, they're going expert doesn't necessarily mean education. It means experience in a, in a specific 
sort of area that that is being sought at that time. And um, so, yeah, to that point, if you can research it, great. Or it might just be that you just know it because you've dealt with it. Uh, and so you're just writing from your from your own uh, okay. from your own experiences on something. Now, that said, <laughs> <there's>, <laughs> there are certain products out there like Idlinks. Um, there are certain things that Google is trying to that Google's trying to accomplish and ways it's trying to rank wake uh, rank documents and information against other information. And one of those ways is um, to suss out the context of what an individual searcher might mean as uh, she or he or they are, are are entering their search query. And uh, often people use, the weirdest verbose terms to, to, to search for stuff. Um, you know that that concept um, where you describe like three things uh, and from those three things, people can like, they can pretty much geolocate you to a very, very close to, to where you are. Mm -hmm. Google kind of does that with entities um, and trying to figure out what um, somebody is talking about based on the relationship of the words they're using, the terms that they're using and the way they're using them to other entities that it's already formed opinions on, formed ideas and perceptions on that are in this in, in this database and tools like Dixit Jones's um, inlinks will help you identify those entities. So all the talk about expertise and research and all that sort of stuff, there are other things to do to, you know, there are ways to, to, to insert concepts, words, and ideas, or at least find what, find ideas to write to. And there are tools out there that are, are really useful in the, in, in, in the SEO world. But the general idea is to um, create, I mean, it's, it's, it's dumb and cheesy and basic, but it's, it's how it works. Um, create the stuff that people want to look at. And, you know, well, in, indeed. And something, you know what, you, you, you mentioned his name. I was chatting with Dixon last week. Mm -hmm. And um, just as a note for our for our regular listeners, we'll be hearing from Dixon on our show in the not too distant future with some pretty cool stuff um, that uh, that is being sort of added in um, to uh, to their tool set. So uh, mm -hmm. just a little teaser for some folks um, that, uh, that they're doing some neat stuff. Quick. Uh, uh, um, I, I'm not sure. It's. Um... We gotta call him, sir. Like the Queen's dead. <laughs> Dude, are we are, are we still obligated to call him Sir Dixon? You know what? It sounds cool, so let's do it. Okay, <laughs> indeed. Okay, so going back to uh, to John Mueller and uh, and and his blood pressure. Maybe we can get Dixon to talk to John about this. Is he gonna listen to us or Dixon? Sir Dixon, right? Um, so. John is tired of dumb questions, and I think this is a really dumb one. Um, should you um, change URLs for um, SEO purposes? Is there any SEO value to changing URLs to you know get some keywords in there and you know get a couple a uh, couple of inches out of that? Um, I think um, John came close to swearing um, when he said no, but he was really emphatic about it. No. <laughs> in fact he's really tired of people doing this no there's no value in changing your urls so next time your clients talk to you about changing the urls no more importantly if you're out there and your 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 client 
on the client side of things, next time um, some 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 SEO comes and talks to you about having to change all your URLs for SEO purposes, mm-hmm. no. When you do a major site migration, you're probably going to change all your URLs, and then your SEO should be talking about 301 redirects and getting them right. That's important. But yeah, here's where I have such a funny one. I I 1,000% agree with John on this one, right? I'm sure you do too. We've all been here, right? Like anybody who's been to this rodeo is like the the costs outweigh the benefits for sure on on changing your your URLs, dealing with redirects. What if I know they say there isn't, but what if there is some like degradation of link value through a 301, right? Like all like you add in a bunch of variables that that we just don't want to have. But when you say like the the advice is to not do that, at the same time, that kind of almost implies that your URL structure doesn't impact your rankings. But if you came to me and said, I'm launching a new site, it has products, what should my hierarchy and my URLs be? I would have an answer. I would go, here's what the hierarchy should be. What it would be would vary based on the site, but there would be a hierarchy. There would be a URL structure, not just a hierarchy, but a naming convention to the actual final slug that that I would suggest Mm -hmm. as an SEO. So on one hand, we're saying there is a value to your URLs and URL structure. And then on the other hand going, but don't change it for SEO, right? Like it's a weird dichotomy at the end of the day. I think what John and I, I guess he can't say it this way is, yeah, there, like we, we know there is a value to like offering the clarity of what a page is about through the use of keywords um, and even reinforcing structure to a certain degree, I would argue is, is one of those things you can do through a URL structures through like the path structure, but the costs to you in your business in changing these URLs is going to be higher and you'll be introducing variables that are not worth it given the yeah. minor benefit that you might get. Um, you- I think that's sort of what he's getting at. Yeah, if you've existed online for a while, Google knows what your website looks like. It knows where right. stuff is. If you're going to change the URLs, your um, Google won't know where stuff is anymore. It might be able to find stuff with greater clarity because you've described exactly what's there. But mm-hmm. if you just change URLs, you're going to get a decrease in um, search references while Google figures it out. And how long it takes Google to figure out and how much you got to struggle to get it back again. Well, who knows? That's you're you're really rolling the dice. Now, again, um, this this happened for a lot of people, um, especially early in the pandemic and moving moving into uh, from 2021 to 2022. It became the season of the migration, and mm-hmm. so there was a lot of changing URLs out there. And for all we know, those core updates may well be Google dealing with the oh my god of the entire web changing address <laughs> all all at the same time. I don't know. But that, I mean, seriously, could you could you imagine how much processing power that that must have taken? Because everybody migrated in the last year, like everyone moved up from um, little robust uh, do-it-yourself website to like Shopify and big commerce and and Volusion and the ma- and the big houses. Um, so like like like. Um, that's when changing addresses happens and 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 and, and your, your urls are going to change that that's that's a natural thing um but just for the hell of it yeah okay last stupid question maybe <laughs> is there a measure for duplicate content 
is there a percentage? Is there a way Google looks at your website and goes, yeah, that's 50% plus one, gone. Is, is there anything like that out there? What do you think? I think the answer is yes. Like, okay. I, I know I know what the answer that we're talking about is. <laughs> but uh, but here's here's my, like, litmus test on that one. Is I, mm-hmm. like, I like to go to extremes, right? Is 0% duplicate content? No, obviously not. Is 100% duplicate content? Why, yes, of course it is. So mm-hmm. somewhere there is a threshold that gets crossed. <laughs> It just has to happen. Now, I think context comes into a lot of that, though, which might be what he's what he's also alluding to in this. One also define content, like is content source code, is content images, is content just text and idea. Um, Okay, so there's a lot of duplicate content on the web. Um, Real estate sites will use the exact same text, the same header, the same footers, um, often the same descriptors of of every town USA. Um, Used car websites. Um, I'm I'm looking over at you, Rachel. Used car websites. have duplicate content up and down and all over often in all caps and misspelled but it's still you, it's funny you, you, you would enter a misspelled all cap from from uh, auto site and find it on 20 other auto sites it's hilarious do that sometime go to google and do that it's it's, it's, it's uncanny um that's all duplicate content and google doesn't want to rank more than one incident of it misspelled or not um google would prefer if you spelled it correctly by the way um, user experience and all that, and also Google doesn't want to look dumb. Um, but that's all. That's all duplicate content. Google doesn't want to rank more than one incident of it because why should they? So <sighs> Google's going to find it. It's going to ferret it out. Schools, school boards, universities—they all. Every, I mean, uh, churches. Um, how many Bible verses are printed on how many websites? Which is which is the version of that Bible verse that's going to best match the search that the uh, the uh, uh, searchers use the searchers has entered? There's you know relatively few choices um, to to surface there. There might be a bit of changing in words here and there, but um, it's really that when it comes to that kind of duplicate content and it's manifest, obviously. Um, it's going to come down to um, quality and quality page quality, um, quality of experience of user experience, and um, how uh, links probably <laughs> how, <Right. laughs> how hyper reference that website is um, relating to the query as as entered by the user. Well, indeed, and I mean there are like you mentioned code earlier. There's plenty of examples where, like, let's say we have two pages right and and one of them is is unique and one of them has 30 percent content that's been like taken from another web page for example both answering the same sort of question is one of them going to be superior to the other maybe but maybe not right and and to illustrate an example i've done write-ups of papers that include no reference to the actual content of the paper itself i've also done ones where 20, 30% of the thing is like in this section and I paste the section and then I write an analysis of it and then I move on to the next one. Is there a better format? Is the fact that 20 to 30% of one is duplicate content, does that fundamentally make it better than the one that is not? Absolutely not because it searches users and 
you gave the example of code. Yeah, there's tons of like, grab these code snippets, put them on there. And, and like, sure, it's like 50% of your page might be duplicated from elsewhere on the web, but you're just providing the proper explanations of what these code snippets mean and providing a, a high, that extra 50% is incredibly valuable. Um, so it, I do get sort of where they were going. And I was like tongue in cheeking, like, yes, there is like a threshold. There has to be, but it, it would be very case specific because to your point, they only want one to rank. Like they don't want to cluster the entire top 10 with the exact same article. They just want one. Um, so it, it's, it's, I think they've got a real balancing act there of like, you can't cross thresholds, but you can, and it's different for this kind than this kind and, um, trying to figure out where the thresholds are and, and how they get crossed. Um, in, indeed. Um, and, and I'll say this, I think with, uh, in SEO, um, trying to understand trying to understand the context of the way words are used is um is 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 greatly important um the example here i guess the example from 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 the duplicate content story is the word content what does that mean exactly what does google mean by that in what context right. are they using this um and uh, again, the reason this is important is uh, people are making up um, ideas that they become hard rules that everyone else follows in the industry because somebody somebody posts in a form or publishes an article, and um, they got the context of the word itself all wrong. Like that's that's um, misunderstandings happen that way, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Okay. Did I say last stupid question? I was close. This is this one will take just a second though, um, and it's a good explanation for a whole bunch of stuff that Google doesn't actually do. If you keyword stuff your URLs, just going out of your way to change those URLs for uh, strong ranking purposes, Google's not going to actually punish you for it. Get penalized for it. There's no penalization whatsoever for going and changing your URLs and keyword stuffing them. Your site's going to fall like a lead balloon, but it's not that it's being penalized. It's that you, you threw a wrench into the machine and the machine stopped working. So it's like, you know, you know that, that, that meme where someone's riding along on the bicycle, they like put the, put the stick right in between their like front spokes and suddenly <laughs> they fall over and break their, break their knee and they blame some, some, you know, third party. Mm -hmm. Often, this is what happens with, with webmasters. They do something really dumb, um, some knucklehead move, and then they, 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 they throw a spanner into the machine. The machine grinds to a halt in relation to their website, and their website suddenly falls you know, to the, to the, to the shop room floor at the bottom of the, the sorting room and doesn't come up for searches anymore. It's not that you're being penalized. It's that you're a knucklehead. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> Yeah, and that that makes sense. Now, something that else that I can I can take from this is if we combine the two stories together, right? Like changing URLs and stuffing keywords in there. Sure. When Google says, basically, we're not going to punish you for like cramming your keywords in there. To me, that actually does reinforce what John was saying and, and what we were talking about earlier. Where since they're okay with keyword stuffing, it's clearly 
such a negligible signal that they're not even worried about it. So now I can say, don't bother changing your URLs because it's such a small factor. Again, if you ask me at the beginning, I will I would advise on specific structures and like slug structures, hierarchy structures, but it's such a small thing that Google's willing to go, yeah, cram your keywords, we don't care, right? Like that's how how minor a factor that that aspect of, of your website actually must be. Now, as just as they don't penalize you for it, they also probably not going to reward you for it either. They already know what your website's about. They've been all over it for X for how long? Um, if you've got a structure that seriously inhibits um, Google from getting from point A to B to C to Z to, to an out of the other end of the website, um, even then you don't necessarily got to change your URL structure or your web structure. You just got to provide like a clear link path from A to B to, and sometimes you can even accomplish that with something as simple as an HTML sitemap. And I know it's dumb in like 1999 sort of technology, but it actually works. Um, right. So, yep. okay, we are running, we're going to be running shy of time before we know it. So Google just had its own sort of the mini conference called search on. And uh, well, some major change, well, actually no major changes happened unless you think the composition of um, search results in the mobile environment are major. I'm doing a neat study actually, just, just started this morning looking at um, bounce rates in relation to uh, mobile search and, and desktop search um, and then and, and, uh, transactions and conversions and, and, and stuff. But um, it all started with a question on bounce rates. Um, and uh, the research I'm doing has led me back to looking at how the search results themselves are constituted for different types of visitor to this website that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's fascinating when, when, when you think of how people on different types of mobile device will get slightly different types of search results and that completely dictates the way they click. You know the way they the way they're the choices that they're going to make, and it could be just as subtle as um, the viewport on one search on one device being a little bit larger than the viewport on another. So the cascade of information that as as it unfolds in in as the as the SERP page unravels could be just slightly different. Eh? I know. Yeah, I, it I, is I, a really fascinating area, like a really I, fascinating area of all this. I'm in the rabbit hole, and I only meant to devote an hour to it. <laughs> so anyway, Google is adding, is experimenting, I get with, uh, with how uh, mobile search results are going to be presented by um, sort of removing the uh, walls or the little separators between text, video, and uh, images. They're all just going to be part of one big SERP set, sort of like you see on uh, the old-fashioned ver old version of Reddit. Uh, if you can imagine what that used to look like, or the new the new mobile app version, that's what Google search results um, is. Ex Google's experimenting with in uh, mobile search results now. Mm. It'll okay. be okay. It'll be weird because I think it'll um, it might introduce even more of a surfing style. But again, people 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 go to search to get answers, not to spend like a half hour trolling through Reddit. No, that's that's very true. Like, if I want to spend half an hour trolling Reddit, I'll go to Reddit. 
go to Reddit. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, you're 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 right. The the now I think Google is trying is trying to change that, right? Like, but we do. We we go to Google when I have a question, I need an answer. Like, or or some, I have an intent to acquire something, information, product, whatever that might be. Um, and so I go to Google for that. Whereas you would go to say Facebook or Reddit when you're like, oh, just or TikTok, right? Like entertain me, right? Like show me something I undirect, a little more or less directed. Um, this is a problem Google's having right now when it comes to younger users um, who have grown up in information environments rather than um, academic environments, or I, should, I, I, I shouldn't say it like that, but the, the way to access information for many of the younger users is very different than the way to access users for many of the older access information for many of the older users, including the ones who established the interface at Google um, come from. So I read an article the other day that um, more younger users, say 25, uh, 18 to 25, are pursuing news information and information search through TikTok than through Google but about 20% of that information is completely bunk, completely, absolutely just uh, uh, demonstrably wrong because there's very few gatekeepers on that. So, but it's not whether the information's right or wrong, it's whether the information is readily accessible. That's important to the user. Right, but of course, when you get your news and like, uh, I'll note, I'm the same, right? Like I bias my own news. If I'm getting my news from a social network, it is incredibly biased. My own as well. Like that's mm -hmm. like just to, to go. And now you'll, you know, listeners will learn shockingly a little bit about my friends. I was one of the people absolutely gobsmacked when Trump won, right? I was absolutely shocked. What and it was because I think Trump was my too. news was like, absolutely. I, I was gaining my news and understanding the world around me based on feeds that were on social. Mm -hmm. And those feeds were, were biased, right? Like, so that is, I think the big danger of that, of course, is being Dave, right? And going, well, I'm not getting any sort of less bias. I mean, all sources are biased. We, we all know that, but like- I think, I think, I think we're getting, I think we're getting more at, not at bias exactly, but at um, straight out absolute disinformation. Um, yes, disinformation is a different thing. The people, right? the people who are trying to explain um, how the World Economic Forum is trying to impose one world government uh, that will uh, require all of us to be uh, microchipped by Bill Gates. That kind of misinformation, <laughs> you know, like that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about that, that the users are finding on TikTok and on YouTube, by the way. Uh, um, experiments by, by I think Edelman Group um, showed that a new user going to YouTube will um, within 10, 15 uh, uh, video clicks be looking at some really hardcore, radical, and heavily misogynist right-wing content. It's just what the algorithm's going to feed to them. Yeah. Um, and that's, I don't know if that if that's getting news from a biased source, because that would suggest the search engine itself is biased. I think culture just 
introduces these biases and machine learning doesn't know what to do with them. So it accentuates the pattern. Well, indeed, but and then at the same time, like, and, and why I would, I would suggest that social networks are worse than search networks for, for this a decent, like many people mm. might disagree and that's, that's totally fine. But I'm also then biasing myself, not just with the friends that I have, but of course, all of these net, the, the social networks are catered to clicks, like mm -hmm. for the most part, like we see Dave engages with this. So I'm actually reinforcing constantly, not just in who my, is in my network, but also what I engage with. I'm constantly reinforcing what my opinion is. And eventually, like you can go in and see your Facebook settings and they'll like, they've gotten me wrong and right in different things. Like they'll have me right in my political leanings, but wrong country, right? Or whatever. But, um, you know, th this is, is where it takes, a, I think, a one step further than if you were gathering the same, yes, it'll be biased information, but from a search network as opposed to a social network, which is at least I'm not adding me into the mix. Like, and I'm not adding my network into the mix. At least it's like in the world, here's the bias that we're seeing and we're presenting that to you, as opposed to, in your tiny slice of the world, this is what, <laughs> like the world is, uh, this is what is is popular and, and this is what's coming up here, right? Among your friends that you agree with and engage in constantly, here's what they're saying about this topic, right? That's, I mean, we're just sort of circling back to like, By the way, TikTok's I'm... the same, people getting their news from like TikTok and, and the problems that I see that creating upon see... top of just fake information. And this is what and, and this is what the, the people at Google have to deal with when they're thinking about making it, making any sort of interface change when thinking you know when thinking about search results or how the search results will interact with the people with the, with the users. Mm -hmm. There's a few other things that they're going to be introducing to to mobile search. Um, they're going to be introducing uh, uh, shortcuts. They're going to introduce results in search in the search bar as you're typing. Result sets will start coming up underneath the. Uh, the, the, the bar that you're typing your query into. Um, enhanced query refinements. So it'll be suggesting um, uh, how to refine your query to come up with even better combinations of words. Um, web stories will come into uh, mobile search. And again, um, the combination just jamming uh, text images and video into one stream, one long stream of results rather than uh, 10 links and a video section and images and news and all that. So just putting it all together. Those are the changes that are coming to mobile. And that's going to really change people's relationships to mobile. That's, that's and oh, and the other point, the other part I want, the point I want to make is mobile is um, just, I mean, so much, so many more people access so many more websites via mobile uh, or a mobile device um, than desktop these days. It's, almost two thirds to one third. Although the transactions and the power transactions tend to happen on in the desktop environment in the e-com world. Um, uh, re research done on mobile, purchase done when you feel at home and safe on your computer, which is probably far less secure than the mobile device, but you know, <laughs> people feel better about it. So it's bigger, so I can put my credit card into it. You know yeah well and generally like because i i've actually done that before part of it for me as well for for people is when i'm on mobile i'm probably out and i don't really yeah. necessarily want to stand there and type in my credit card with it sitting out in front of me whereas at my desk 
I, I, I have my credit card just sitting on my desk. <laughs> like it's, it's fine sitting there. Um, so there is that security as well. Okay. Um, we are just about through uh, with the clock. I don't, you know what? We don't even got time to jump and jump any other story. Although there's a couple of them that would have been, would have been a good deal of fun. Um, we talked about conferences earlier. We got a couple quick seconds. Talked about conferences earlier. Um, you uh, gonna be gonna be out and about sometime in the next uh, next few months. Yeah, gonna be uh, speaking on ML and search at uh, PubCon in Austin. So that'll be my first time in a couple of years uh, getting together with uh, with the PubCon crew. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Brilliant. Okay, I'm not I'm not quite ready to get back on the. Uh on the circuit or to travel publicly yet um I'm, I'm i'm still like covid paranoid but i i never got sick so i'm uh super super paranoid um okay we have gone full clock so the cool thing about radio is we can do this and be like a gajillion miles away from people the whole time and still and still be real close and we're gonna get real close again next week but until then on behalf of dave davies from waste of bios this is jim hedger from digital always media you have been listening to webcology on wmr.fm recorded live to podcast on the 29th of september 2022 big shout out to all the folks in florida all um, folks in uh, webmaster radio wmr.fm cannabis radio um to our producer uh to our producer ricky to brasco darren and brandy and everybody in florida who uh, just went through uh, their ordeal of a lifetime or at least a once in a century storm um thanks for being there guys um folks stay well rank well be kind to each other and uh, we'll talk to you next week The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.